Well, we could hear that a hundred times a day. Yeah. Actually, we, get <laughs> we get so afraid, we get so scared. So, and so Mary was afraid when she saw Gabriel. She said, Mary, don't be afraid. God loves you. And you will give birth to a baby boy named Jesus. He will be the son of God. This is Gabriel. And there's Mary. She's in her house. Now, Mary was supposed to be married to a man named Joseph, and she told Joseph that she would give birth to God's son. That was probably an interesting conversation. (laughs) Joseph was not sure how this could be, but an angel appeared to him in a dream and told him, don't be afraid. (laughs) So Joseph and Mary were married. Soon, an order came from Caesar Augustus that all people had to return to their hometown to be taxed. Joseph and Mary traveled to Bethlehem, where Joseph had been born. So there's a picture of their form of transportation. I know sometimes I get bummed when my car doesn't work anymore. (laughs) But I don't have to travel on a dime. So that kind of makes me feel like, uh, you know, God's blessing. When they arrived in Bethlehem, Joseph and Mary were very tired, but there was no room in any inn. One nice innkeeper told Joseph that he and Mary could stay in the stable behind his inn. There's a nice innkeeper. Looks like they're in Vegas right there looking for a hotel. (laughs) It was there that Mary gave birth to a baby boy. And of course, uh, the little kid down there was that with that stuff. <laughs> she named him Jesus. Mary wrapped him in cloth and laid him in a manger. That night, shepherds were in the field watching over their sheep. An angel appeared in the sky and said, Don't be afraid. <laughs> I bring you good news. Christ has been born. You will find the baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. There's an angel, some shepherds, some cool sheep. (laughs) The shepherds rushed to the stable and found Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus. They praised God and then returned to their fields with their sheep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part, yes? You guys see that? Soon after, wise men from the east started following the star in the sky, which would lead them to the newborn king. And you think about it, that entourage was probably hundreds of people because mm-hmm. these guys, and, and they had traveled a great distance. And so, and the Bible doesn't even say three, which is interesting. It says right. it's just wise men came. So it could have been three, it could have been another number. The star led them to Bethlehem, and they found Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. They bowed down to worship the baby. They gave Jesus many gifts, including gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then they returned home.
Jesus grew up in a town called Nazareth. And as he grew older, many people began to follow his teachings. Later, followers started celebrating Jesus' birthday on December 25th. We called it Christmas. <laughs> Today we continue... Oh, I didn't show you that picture. Thank you. Today we continue to celebrate Jesus' birth every Christmas, giving thanks to, for God's love and for his son. You know, um, one of the things that strikes me about this is that, um, is that, you know, for all of us, we experience adversity. You can't be human without experiencing really extreme adversity in your life. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge, even some, for these stories. I mean, this woman, Mary, she was a real, she was a real mom, real woman. Joseph was a real, was a real man. Um, there was real things happening in these people's lives, just like in our lives. I just want to ask the question, who who is facing adversity in this story? Who is facing adversity? Joseph. Joseph. Why? Much like the scripture says, he was supposed to, he was told, you know, take her to your wife. And in his society, that would have been extremely shameful to be married to a woman who was tax Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of scandal, controversy in that. So Joseph is facing a moment of adversity. Who else? Mary, I think. Yeah. Mary, yeah. yeah. Why? So she was, she going she's unmarried and she's got to be pregnant. You know. Right. So most of society would say. How do you explain that? Right. Oh, the Holy Spirit, yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Right. So Mary and she, you know, She's a young woman. So right. She's facing this, this adversity. How's she going to handle it? What's she going to do? Right. Who else? Who else is facing facing stuff in this? I think the whole family. Because like, I remember when Brenda telling me the baby's coming. Like if I had, if we had gotten in the car and gone to the hospital, and then the hospital was like, we're closed. <laughs> we have no room. Sorry. I would have freaked out. <laughs> so true. It's so to have a baby in a stable, you know. Such a vulnerable time. We feel so at the mercy of circumstance, and and, 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 and all you know. The, for us, the professionals are really supposed to help, but even that is scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting that three times even in that small story, that the issue of not being afraid was such a everyone was in fear. Yeah. Their fear for their lives, or for the circumstances. They're they're waiting for this supposed joy that's coming, and, and I just think it's interesting that. You think about it. so how many of us are going to face adversity in our family this this Christmas? We're going to face adversity, right? How many of us are going to face some mental adversity? You know, a lot of us, maybe all of us, 
how any of us are going to face some emotional challenges and adversity, physical adversity, spiritual adversity, uh, employment adversity, financial adversity. And you find that those things are in this story. The adversity that we face on a day-to-day basis, we find in even just the beginning of this story of Jesus who changed the world. And it's kind of interesting to me because I think as I've thought about it, you know, all of us face adversity, and really the story of our life becomes the story of how we respond to that adversity. And you really think that Jesus came primarily to help us to know how to face and respond to adversity well, to overcome it. Do you know that there's no adversity that we can't face and overcome if we're willing to face it the way Jesus teaches us to do it in the way that he did? Literally, there's, there's nothing out there, not even death, not even, not even think of the worst scenario. Jesus wants to help us to face that inevitable darkness and that inevitable inverse adversity and to, to, to rise above. That's the, that's the Jesus story. And so Jesus' story starts in this crazy story of his mom getting pregnant by the Spirit, you know, being pledged to be married to Joseph, going on a trip because of taxes and the government, not being able to find a place to stay, but then, you know, but then the, 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 the shepherds see the, 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 this, hear the angels, the, the wise men see the star, they come, and, and Mary and Joseph realize that, wow, all the stuff that the angels were talking about is coming true. And there's this kid. But they didn't know the future, but they just knew that he was named Jesus, which means, you know, Emmanuel, which means God with us. There's so much imagery in the story that's so powerful. Think about the angels. The angels in the scriptures are God's helpers. They're God's servants. And so God sends them to encourage us, to give us good news, to to communicate God's heart with us. Angels are are real, and they're around us, and they're working in in ways that probably we don't understand even a lot of the times, to, to do God's work in our lives. You think about the star. Think, so Jesus had a star, and the wise men followed the star. You know, I really believe that we all have a star. Like when, when Abraham was struggling, right, didn't God take him outside and said, look up at the stars and count them if you can? Because Abraham was struggling with his destiny. Abraham was struggling with what God had created him for. And so God said, go out and look at the stars so you'll understand it a little bit more. But he got a sense of who he was, who he was created to be, from looking at the stars. And that's what the wise men saw. Wow, there's something going on in the stars. If you're ever down and it's a clear night, go out and look at the stars. I gotta encourage you to do that this week sometime. Go out and look at the stars. It'll encourage your soul because there's a newness, there's a sparkle, there's a light in the dark place that comes through from a star, a twinkling star, like like a few other things. So there's a star, there's the wise men. I think the wise men are there because the, the nations are acknowledging. Really, the universality of Jesus' life and Jesus' message. Jesus came to promote human dignity. Jesus came to promote God. Jesus came to, to bring life and life and love. And I think the wise men are there because they're saying those things are good. Those things are universally good, universally needed, especially in dark times. 
Christ. You know, the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Do you know what the gold stands for that, that uh, the wise men gave? Any idea about that? So the gold stands for the kingship of Jesus. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh were three things that they often gave to kings to, 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 in their coronation. And so these, these, these men of power, these men of note, these men of wisdom came to Jesus and they brought him gold and frankincense and myrrh. And it's powerful because those three things represent so much of what the community represents. So gold represents the kingship of Jesus. Frankincense is, is an incense. It's a perfume. I don't know if you've ever burned incense. I haven't, but I've heard that people who have, it's an incense. It's very, it's very aromatic. It's a very powerful smell. It's a wonderful smell. And it represents holiness. It represents the deity. And so they were bringing this to Jesus to say, you are God. You are king. And then you know what myrrh is for? What's, what's myrrh used for? It's for, used for burial. In fact, Joseph of Arimathea brought it to Jesus when they laid Jesus in, the, in his tomb. It's, it's, a, it's an anointing oil. Uh, it's, a, it's an embalming kind of oil that they, that they put on someone who's died. And so the myrrh represents Jesus' humanity and that he would eventually die. Gods don't die, but humans do. And, human, and Jesus suffered in every way that we do. He understands all of our temptations and our challenges. And he actually even submitted to death. And being embalmed, being anointed by Joseph of Arimathea with myrrh. So these wise men bring gold and frankincense and myrrh. There's stars, there's angels that are seen. There's, there's this excitement. There's these prophecies. There's this excitement around what's happening right here. And I think it, it inspires us even today. Because all those things, all that imagery, all that meaning, makes sense to us even in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. We need it. So I really want to encourage us this Christmas is to let God, let God speak to us. Let God in. Let God encourage us and strengthen us. Let God take us to places that that are going to help us to connect with him even more. And let's even try to look at the Christmas story a little differently. And yeah, it's simple. It's for kids. But I think it's also for grown-up adults who need some kid-like joy and encouragement. So let's pray. And let's worship, even in this community, because Jesus is Emmanuel. He's with us. And he wants us to know it, to feel it, to believe it, to walk in it. And uh, you need courage and strength. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the simple story that we can all relate to. Father, we've been through a lot. Father, it's been hard. <laughs> we've been through a lot of adversity. I know that there's more coming. But God, thank you for teaching us how to face and overcome the darkness that we all that we all struggle with. Father, help this this uh, Christmas time to be a time of overcoming. Father, be a time of, of strength, and not not physical strength as much as the strength that comes by walking in your spirit. Thank you for Jesus. 
Thank you that he's he's one of us. Mm-hmm. He came right among us, God, as, as a friend, as a brother, as a servant. Father, we thank you that he was king, that he was God, that he was our friend. And we thank you as we take the bread, that we can remember his body. We take the juice, we can remember his blood, shed for us on the cross. We love you, God. Thank you for coming among us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.